0: The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says, let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. three. Oh, he got it. He got it. <laughs> And that's going to end the
1: half listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame Show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball.
0: It's a five count, lob, intercepted by Nichols. He takes it away, fast break the other way, layup, is good! And the crowd on its feet in a timeout Northwestern. Rebound on the floor, grabbed out of there and cleared by Felice, coast to coast, off the glass, got it to go down, count it and he's fouled.
1: Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty.
2: Good evening, everybody. Welcome in as we are getting ready for Illinois against the Minnesota Golden Gophers tonight from the State Farm Center. The Golden Gophers 13-3 overall and 3-2 and in the Big Ten. While the Illini are four and twelve overall, zero and five in conference play. Scott Beatty here with you alongside Lauren Tate. This game will tip at eight, or maybe a little bit after, as the Illini are the second game of a Big Ten doubleheader tonight. Iowa and Penn State is the other ball game that is going on right now, and the only other Big Ten game going this evening. Well, welcome in, and uh, Mr. Tate. Obviously, the Illini. Biggest thing to check off on their list is get a conference win. The uh, so called uh, odds makers have put this only at a point and a half. I'm a little surprised by that because Minnesota is just loaded with talent.
3: Well, they're 13 and 3 and they've won seven of the last eight games and they've kind of turned the ball over to a uh, uh, six foot uh, eight uh, forward who's a guard now, uh, uh, Amir Coffey, who's kind of taken charge of the ball club. And it's it's kind of reminds me of a few years back when. Uh, when Ohio State gave the ball to Turner, even though he wasn't a, a point guard. But I think what that, that Washington didn't come through for them as a point guard this year the way they expected. So Washington's not starting, or at least we don't expect him to start tonight. And uh, it, it's kind of interesting because they're just going big. And and Murphy is a, is a horse with all those double-doubles, more than 50 double-doubles in his career. And, and uh, he's the number four uh rebounder in the history of, 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 of basketball in this country he's, he's only he's number four behind uh, uh, jerry lucas from ohio state who holds the record it's okay. made big 10 uh, the, the, the the best big 10 rebounder
2: jordan murphy the 10th player in big 10 history with more than 1500 points more than a yeah. thousand yeah. rebounds Broke the school record for Minnesota with Jim Brewer's 45-year-old record when he uh, recorded his 52nd career double-double.
3: He's got a great quality. He plays very physical without fouling out. He plays very physical. He, he bumps around, and yet he he knows what to do. He's played enough. He's a veteran, and he he, he avoids fouls. and I, I mean, he'll pick up some, but my point is that he'll be in there most of the time. He's averaging over 30 minutes a game for the last two years.
2: This will be a very interesting matchup tonight because... Uh, both teams have, if you want to look at it from the strengths perspective, they're very opposite. Yeah, Illinois, they are. Small, guard oriented. Minnesota, big, very good on the rebounds. Yeah. Uh, both like to be in transition. You know,
3: they, they got a bad rap last year because Coffee got hurt mid-season and Curry got hurt, the six-nine guy who's just now coming back for him, and he's only played four games this year. But they had two really good, big players who got hurt last year, and that set them back, and, that, and everybody forgot about them. Now, they're, they're coming back this year a lot stronger.
2: Absolutely, and they're coming off a win over Rutgers. It was an 88-70 win at home. line coming off the loss to, to Michigan, which obviously it's a loss, but it was a pretty solid performance for this team. I thought was one of their better performances of the year, and certainly in conference play. They played
3: good enough to win against a team that wasn't as good as Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I would say. I I thought it was a much, much, much better performance than we saw against Northwestern up there. And uh, I I just, uh, the only thing I, I will go back to on that game, and I've said this several times, Michigan didn't shoot well. Now, maybe that's because Illinois guarded them on the perimeter, but they got in for 13 second half layups and they only made two other baskets in the second half other than the cold layups and dunks that they got. And uh, so, I mean, we might be uh, confused by the fact that Illinois got within 10 points because Michigan shot so poor. They just missed shot after shot after shot in the second half.
2: Question now to me is, can Illinois finally turn a corner if they put enough pieces together or will they regress a little bit because this team this year, to me, has looked like steps forward and then steps back. Well, and as they get better, so is everybody else getting better.
3: Well, the the problem tonight is that Illinois is overmatched around the basket. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Minnesota's got the edge in rebounding, and they got the edge in physicality and strength inside, and and uh, we're going to have to see. Uh, we're going to have to some, have somebody like. Kipper Nichols is going to have to play better, and he knows how. You know, we're going to have to have the centers play well. georgia has got to play well. They're going to have to try to hold off uh, because Minnesota's going to try to score inside. They're going to try to take it in there and draw free throws and score. And Illinois didn't shoot enough free throws against Michigan, by the way. They're not shooting enough free throws against anybody. No, that's right. And you don't get a lot of shots. If you're shooting jumpers and three-pointers all the time, particularly over outstretched hands as – Underwood pointed out, you're not going to shoot a high percentage.
2: Minnesota has attempted 436 free throws in 16 ball games. The Illini have attempted 266, 170 less free throws. Yeah. Per game. So uh, somewhere around 10 less per game.
3: The best teams shoot the most free throws because the better players cause the other guys to foul them. Yeah.
2: And Jordan Murphy's <laughs> very good at it. So, there's some things here scary about the matchup, but I think Minnesota well, I, I, will be scared. Well, don't forget
3: too. Coffee. Coffee shot eight or ten free throws the last game, and uh, I, he he's, he had 29 points against Rutgers, so he's Coffee's going to be a problem.
2: We're off and running. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. We'll hear a little bit more. of the uh, sounds from Illinois basketball bringing you our keys to the game here. Coming up, coach's corner, Brian Barnhart. will talk with Orlando Antigua, Illinois assistant coach, about this one as we make our way towards tip-off, Illinois and Minnesota tonight from the State Farm Center. Back in a moment.
1: It's fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty.
2: Minnesota, the opponent tonight, the Golden Gophers, in for the first uh, Big Ten home game of the year with the students. Here, the Orange Crush will be back in attendance. We'll see if that gives the Illini a little boost. They lost their Big Ten home opener here against Michigan last week, but that was during break. Let's hear a little bit more from the Illini. Trent Frazier... A little bit of a bounce-back game. He came on in the second half against Michigan. He talks about uh, confidence, whether he had lost any after uh, last game.
4: I have a lot of confidence in myself. Um, it's basketball. I realize that. It's just basketball. Um, you know, the ball doesn't go in there sometimes. But um, I, I've been working unbelievably. You know, I put up a million shots. You know, I've been in the gym continuously working. Um, like I was saying to myself, man, it's basketball. So um, I have a lot of confidence in myself. The team does too, the coach staff and uh, I'm ready to get back out there and play off.
2: I believe him, but you could still tell he was a guy trying to find his footing a little bit in his sophomore year. 13 points in the last ball game against Michigan, very respectable after a six point performance against Northwestern, basically was in a shooting slump. And you know, looking for, I think we're still looking for that complete game from both Io and Trent at the same time.
3: Well, the key for Trent is getting good shots. I think he will hit well when he gets better shots. I think he, they're guarding him tighter. He's not as free, and he does go through periods of time when he doesn't get a shot. And, uh, I, you know, the guys that get shots will make shots, and he's, he's having trouble getting himself in position. We don't have a, a team that really sets each other up with passes. This is not a team that's, that's very good in terms of, of each guy helping the other to score. That's the key thing. To, to be a successful basketball team is, is everybody's helping everybody else. Right now, we've got too much individual stuff, and, and we're not attacking the, the defense the way we uh, the, the we, ne- way we need to.
2: But uh, even if the guards have a really great night, if Io goes off for 30, there's still this problem of dealing with a big team and a good rebounding team. Here's Brad Underwood talking about how they can neutralize Minnesota's rebounding.
5: Well, you've got to put your gloves on. you got to fight. You know the, the one thing that, that Jordan does, he's relentless. He never accepts a block out, and it's really really easy to get consumed with him. And then you look at at Arturo, the freshman. Uh, he's averaging three point two offensive rebounds a game. Those are elite numbers. And uh, you know they 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 do a great job of getting underneath you, uh, and riding you back up the floor. Uh, they almost run out of bounds at times uh, to to get inside you and. Um, you have to do your job early to block them out, and uh, you know then you've got Coffee at six eight, uh, who plays the point, and and it's unnatural to have other teams' point guards go to the glass, and yet he's a good rebounder. They throw different things at you. We've got to, we've got to bring our our mindset though that it's 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 picking a fight so to speak, and uh, uh, we have to be very very diligent, very uh, have a high level of concentration, and making sure we hit guys. You know, we've spent time on that this week and and as we do any week, but um, it's a big key for their success.
2: But, Lauren, I think the issue is can you do that without fouling? If You, you basically have to beat them off the first step they're very quick.
3: I know. It's, there's, there's a lot of disadvantages. I mean, let's just face it, Aaron Jordan and Kipper Nichols have got to play better than, than they have because they're going to be presented with real challenges around the basket.
2: Keys of the game are coming up, and also the coach's corner. It's Fighting Illini game day, Illinois against Minnesota tonight from the State Farm Center. Back in a moment.
1: It's Fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty.
2: At the State Farm Center, everybody out uh, getting their shots up. Tevian Jones, by the way, won the sweepstakes today. First guy on the court uh, about 45 minutes ago. Georgie Bajanashvili had come by and gave Lauren Tate a lesson in how to eat applesauce without a spoon. That's right. He's got a, a little to-go container, and you just take that foil top off, fold it in half. Fold and it,
3: you- and you got a spoon. Well, he
2: said it's, he learned that growing up in Georgia.
3: He adapted well, didn't he? he he's
2: ingenious. That's <laughs> what he is. Hey, let's get to our keys to the game for this one. They're brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. The unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Keys to the game also brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance.
3: Teams like Minnesota really want to be in that top 25. If they win tonight, they'll probably move up into that, I would think. Pretty good chance uh, because they're they're right next to it and, and they're bound to be teams uh, above them that lose. Indiana's lost three in a row, so I just think that uh, this is a team that's got that will be inspired. Illinois's got to get on the boards. I'm going to stay on the boards because I know that uh, Lou Henson always tells me that rebounding isn't the most important thing anymore. There's other thing, but I think in this game, you can't let them dominate you on the board. They're plus 91 in rebounds for the season. Illinois is minus 60 in rebounds, so. There you are. I mean, Illinois has got to hold them off.
2: That means a 15-rebound difference if you go by averages for, for tonight. Uh, I think you're right because this is exactly what Minnesota does, and Illinois has been especially prone to giving up offensive rebounds.
3: Well, yeah. they, they they're given up too many offensive lay-ins and dumps, and some of them are on rebound. That's right. The, the, the Illinois defense is better on the perimeter than it is around the basket. That's not good. Should be the other way around.
2: You spoke to it too earlier. You spoke to it earlier. I'll echo it. I think my key tonight, Kipper Nichols. Yeah. I think as he goes tonight the Illini will go in this ball game. As the as the Illini look to be get get out of the loss column, get their first win in conference play, Penn State is the other team without a win, 0-6. They're playing right now against Iowa. It's halftime, and Penn State leads at 45-40 out in Happy Valley. Mr. Tate, enjoy the show. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Coming up, it's Coach's Corner with Brian Barnhart. He will talk with assistant coach Orlando Antigua, who has the scout on this ball game against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And then plenty more coverage here courtside from the State Farm Center. Back with the Coach's Corner in a moment. We're back on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. It's Fighting Illini game day as we get ready for tip-off tonight at the State Farm Center between the Illini and the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Time now for the coach's corner. Fighting Illini voice Brian Barnhart visiting with Illini assistant coach Orlando Antigua who has the scout on tonight's game. Here's Brian with Orlando.
0: Coach good to see you again and uh, we're kind of battling our way through all the snow between snowstorms, I guess. Yeah
4: I think we're we're right in the middle of uh, two storms and you know finishing up one and one on the way uh, this weekend so uh, we'll deal with that as best we can and try to stay warm and I know one thing that would help us uh feel a lot better is is coming out victorious tonight
0: yeah that's for sure and, and we've been talking along the way with the, all the assistants and coach underwood you can see the improvement the team's making day to day yeah just hasn't quite shown up in the in the win column yet. yeah
4: yeah and, and and when you're in uh when you're playing every night in the best conference in, in the country uh it's really really hard you know it's really hard and and our puppies are becoming dogs um you know with the start of the second semester now you're Freshmen's aren't freshmen anymore. They've got some games under their wing. Um, and, and now just we, we, we've got to continue to keep the effort going. I think our effort has been great. I think our, um, our execution has really, really improved, and, and I think we just got to stick with it, and, and the results will happen. All right, we're going to try to get a good result
0: tonight against Minnesota. This is a Gopher team that, boy, rebounding and free throws—two stats that kind of jump off the chart.
4: Yeah, and and the two primary, um, the, the two primary guys, uh, really experienced and do a great job of, of doing both. Um, and obviously, Jordan Murphy and rebounding and, and Amir Kofi getting to the free throw line, and also Jordan as well. Uh, but but they've got a starting lineup that all five are averaging double digits. Um, their their substitutions come in and they give them great energy and and play their play their role really well and so um it's gonna be a challenge you know they go about 10 deep and 11 deep sometimes um, and, and we're gonna have to make sure we're on our uh, on top of our assignments and and knowing the substitutions and knowing their strengths and weaknesses and what they're going to try to do and but it's all going to stem start with uh those two guys and, and amir kofi and, and jordan murphy you know amir He's averaging almost uh, 24 points a game right now in conference, and he, he's playing. He's had a nice group going right now for them.
0: It's always interesting because there are there are guys that come in highly regarded and, and deservedly so, and then they learn the game. You know, Io's learning it quickly and yeah. becoming a very very good player at this level. And then you got a guy like Murphy who. About six seven, six eight. Yeah.
4: But he just works his tail off, and he's worked himself into a really good player. Well, he's worked himself into one of the top players in the history of our conference in terms of rebounding, and a top five rebounder, and and uh, and he does it with effort. He does it with uh, great positioning, great understanding of where the shots are going, and and leveraging his not necessarily his height, but his arm length and and his width. He does a great job of sealing and, and anticipating, and, and uh, usually when you have guys that rebound the ball at, at that level that he does, that's something that they use.
0: It's a pretty big team across the board. They run a 6'8 guard, right, with Coffey.
4: Yeah, Coffey does a, a lot of their primary ball handling at 6'8, and, and McBrayer, you know, at 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, uh, and then Gabe uh, Klesher, you know, at 6'4", and then, then they got, then they go to the big guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's probably one of the, the taller line, lineups that we're going to see um, across the board, and... Uh, you know we're gonna to have to do a great job without with our ball pressure and, and you know they want to get out in transition and so we've got to control uh control the transition defense identifying those guys early on putting some pressure on them but I, I think it's key for us to make sure that offensively uh we make them work and we take good shots that that doesn't lead to live ball turnovers or, or errant shots that lead to quick transition baskets for them
0: and because they are so big handling the ball can our defensive pressure have you seen can that give a team with guys that size handling the ball trouble?
4: Well, um, we did against North uh, Northwestern. Yeah. Um, I think we can. I think our defense bothers everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the consistency of it. We, we've got to continue to do it. And I think uh, we're hoping that it does. We're hoping that it does and gives us an opportunity to, uh, to come out victorious
0: in this game. Okay. We'll take a break. Back with uh, assistant coach Orlando Antigua after this on The Coach's Corner. We're scouting the Minnesota Golden Gophers tonight. Our man with the scout is Orlando Antigua, Illini assistant coach. All right, let's talk some other guys here. McBrayer, tell
4: me about his outside shooting. Well, he's shooting the ball extremely well. He's a guy that's a senior now, that's developed, has been through the wars. Uh, They do an excellent job of finding him in transition, spotted up, so he takes comfortable shots. And about uh, 56% of his shots right now uh, are are from three. Um, He's also another ball handler. If if you try to take away uh, Kofi, um he, he can also bring the ball up and or if he rebounds the ball he can bring it up and those guys play off of one another um so we we got to do a good job of identifying find him uh in transition running them off the line and making them try to finish at, at the rim and then then you got Gabe uh Clishore who runs the other wing for him who's a freshman and about 78 percent of his shots are, have been from three um so those two guys running and sprinting and they look, to, they look to get the ball out ahead and, and get those guys open shots.
0: Looks like Oturu at 6'10". He's got 31 blocks, so he can be a presence down low, right?
4: Uh, great motor for a yeah. freshman. Um, great, uh, really, really good feet. Great timing. Uh, I don't know if he's a superb athlete, but his motor allows him to be in position and his timing allows him to go block some shots. And the fact that he's playing alongside of Jordan Murphy allows him I think he doesn't get enough credit for what he does on the offensive glass with everybody concentrating on Jordan. He's averaging just as many offensive rebounds as Jordan is at three and a half a game. Mm. So you can't slight him um, and you can't lose sight of what he how he impacts the game with his motor and he's his defensive presence.
0: And when you look statistically, Isaiah Washington, uh, only five points a game, but he's he's got sixty assists, just nineteen turnovers. So when he's in there, he's doing a lot of good yeah, things. Yeah, and
4: especially the last five games, when he comes in, he comes in at, uh, off the bench. He's playing about eighteen minutes a game, and and in those eighteen minutes, he's really impacting the ball. I'm impacting the game with his um, with his ability to facilitate. He's averaging about five assists a game the last five games, and um, with his quickness. Uh, he isn't shooting the ball particularly well from the floor, but he utilizes his speed to make teams collapse in on him and he gets a chance to find those shooters out, out on the perimeter. So we've got to do a good job of, of containing him and when he does get downhill on us, making sure that he finishes by staying home on shooters, uh, making him finish over contested arms and and, and then boxing out the the, the offensive rebounders.
0: Michigan State in this league for years has been known. You make a shot, they pull down the ball, and they just go. Yeah. Does Minnesota do some of that?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and because of their um, ability to have multiple ball handlers, that's what that's what allows them to, to get out and run. So whoever rebounds it, um, you know, they, they force teams to take long shots and their length really impacts your, your shooting. And so it leads to a lot of long rebounds that – they secure which means it's one less pass that they have to make with their speed and their attacking they know they've got a really good feel that one once one of them has it the rest of the other two are running with the bigs trailing behind so they do a good job of of kicking ahead and attacking a broken court
0: and when we have the ball on offense what defense will coach Patino throw out there
4: they're they're gonna play primarily man-to-man I I think they've only played you know like four percent zone defense Um, Unless, unless we're hurting them with our offense, I, I don't anticipate them being in, in any kind of zone. Uh, they'll play man-to-man. The guards will try to fight over the screens. The bigs will be kind of sagging on the ball screen action. Um, I, I think we can, we can do some things to take advantage of our quickness and our speed and, and put them in some situations that hopefully we're getting to the free throw line, we're getting to the offensive glass, and then we're taking not good shots but great shots.
0: What's going to be fun tonight is we've got a conference game at home. And the Orange Crush is here. That'll be great. That'll be unique. <laughs>
4: it's been a while and, and uh, something that I know our players are, and obviously the staff uh, are looking forward to it. I think our fans have been great. Um, the games that we've played at home. Uh, just haven't ha- been enough. Just haven't been enough. Just haven't <laughs> been enough. So, you know, we're, we're thankful to be, to be at home and, and, uh, and, and to have the student, uh, student body here to, to be able to help us out.
0: Coach, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, B. All right. That's head assistant coach Orlando Antigua.
2: Thanks, Brian. That's the Coach's Corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. More coverage from the State Farm Center in just a moment as we make our way towards tip-off for the Fighting Illini against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I'm Scott Beatty. I'll talk to you after the ball game for the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. We welcome your calls and texts right here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana News Gazette Media Stations. Now, more Fighting Illini game day straight ahead.